Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away Will the circle unbroken It is circle unbroken time my friends my brothers my sisters my family welcome in to today's episode Again, I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by my man, Coach Mike. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Oh, Coach, I am good. I'm excited. I'm ready. And I want to, out of the gate today, uh, I would like to take an opportunity uh, for you to tell our listeners about something that's coming up, God willing, down the road. Yeah, we have a group coming in called the Gypsy Kings. They're coming back to Nashville for a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall for you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night on Saturday. Mark your calendars, Saturday, November 4th. Uh, if you, you think you might have heard this group or whatever, they have sold over 20 million records worldwide. They received a Grammy in 2013 in the Best World Music Catalog category. Excuse me. Tonina Bayardo has collaborated on film works such as The Big Lebowski by remixing Hotel California and on Toy Story 3, where he collaborated on You Got a Friend in Me. This is a talented ensemble you don't want to miss. Tickets and details are available at toninobayardo.com, a loud and live production. And stay tuned to this station. Uh, A little bit closer to the show, we will have roughly about... 30 tickets that we'll give away to for you to go to this. So mark your calendars, Saturday, November 4th. The Gypsy Kings are coming to Nashville. Check them out. You'll hear them on different advertisements uh, on our station and, and podcasts when you roll through the commercials. Uh, it may sound familiar to you, and so I appreciate Coach doing that, that live announcement for everybody to know. And like we said, man, we like people to know when fun things are coming up, so look into Gypsy Kings if you would like to. Coach, I am wearing a pair of shoes today, and the the shoes that I am That's wearing nice. today, yeah, yeah, <laughs> letting everyone know that I'm not barefoot in the kitchen. Uh, but I, I'm wearing a pair of shoes, uh, and the other shoes that I planned on wearing today, I can't wear because they're wrecked. And when I say wrecked, I'm talking muddy, nasty. Uh, they're the kind that I had to sit outside the house when I came in because Friday night, uh, this past Friday night, I was wrapping things up here at the station. Um, it was lightning, raining, going crazy. Our power went out. Like it was insane being in here. And my daughter was supposed to play soccer in a seven on seven, uh, local tournament that night. And I texted my wife and I said, well, you want me to pick up dinner since there's no game? And she goes, we're playing. And I said, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, I come from a strong baseball background where if it's moist or damp, we don't get to play. Like No, no. And she said. Football in all regards. Yes. Football. Whether it's worldwide football with the round version Uh or American football with Uh the oblong version, we don't let rain slow us down. (laughs) Well, they sure didn't. And it was a 
it was a disaster. It was a muddy mess. And I asked my wife, I said, how are we playing? And she said to me, this is a fundraiser for the biggest school in town. It's their central fundraiser. Uh, there's tons of teams going. My daughter was going to play four games that night, four seven-on-seven games. Her uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth games of the week, she goes, they're going to take our money. Well, like, we're going to play. And so we go out there, and it's it's muddy. It's mucky. It's bad. My My sons, my little sons are loving it. My older son is miserable because he's a teenager and most things are miserable for him. And so he was miserable being out there. And my daughter was getting to play in the first game. And I'm talking like even where the stands, where where we would go and put our chairs to watch the game as fans, it's muddy. Like like, like my chair's sinking, like that kind of mud. It was bad. And so, but you know what? Love of the game, love your daughter, all that. She comes over after game one and she goes, wasn't that great? She goes, that was just fun because she's an eighth <laughs> grader playing high school, and she's she like my my daughter is a stick, and she's playing with all these other girls that look like women, okay, <laughs> and so she's bouncing off of them and running around in the wet, and just like football, uh, the other football, it though I noticed that the wet nasty mud is an equalizer. Oh yes, like ground and pound like in soccer, not everybody's super fast, and I mean it, so the, the games became. More and if you learn how to run on a wet surface, you've got yeah. you do have an advantage, right? You know, right. There, there is a, and there is an art to sure, running sure. In, in wet conditions. Aquaman or Aquawoman getting it done, <laughs> and so so she comes over and she goes, "Isn't that great? Isn't, isn't this awesome? Like we just got to play." I said, "Yeah, it's great, it's great, it's great. I'm glad we got to play. Like there's three more games." And she says, she looks at us and she says, with this big huge grin on her face, she said, "I prayed." Five times today that we would still get to play. Okay, number one, number one, the faith of a child, right? I mean, and what I mean by this is she prayed five times for a soccer game to get to happen while on the, if this was a movie, while on the other side of town, her father was over in this house going, we ain't playing. There's no way. We ain't playing. She's calling on the Lord and I didn't pray about it once. Right. And so my son, who I've said before on the show, he's very literal. Um, he's a good legalist. He's very black and white and she's the opposite. And so she's going, I prayed for this and we're playing, we're playing. And my son looks at her. These are his words. What if it gotten rained out? What if it had gotten rained out and you prayed five times? Would you still be so happy? And she looks at him and she goes, two things. She goes, without missing a beat, she goes, number one, I'd still believe. And I was like, whoa. Teaching moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dad's podcast. Uh, But then the second thing she said is this. But talk about it all day you want. I'll talk about as long as you want, buddy. Where are we? And he looks at her and she goes, we're on a soccer field. And she runs and off. playing. Yes. And so she's, that's her saying God is so good, right? And it made me start to think a lot, Coach. Um, the reason that it made me start to think so much is there are times that our listening audience, no matter how religious they are or not, they've called on a higher power. They've, they've prayed. People, people pray a lot. Now, some, some pious people, some people that are very connected spiritually – pray a bunch. They, they talk to God a bunch. They believe that prayer is the the nerve that moves the mighty hand of God. There's other people that use prayer as a band-aid. 
uh, use it as a band-aid. And this isn't just a religious podcast, a religious show today. But if you are somebody who is in the church space, if you are somebody who runs a business, works for a business, operates a business, you, you're going to pray about this. But then also within the community, when something happens in the community, number one line we usually hear is thoughts and prayers. And that became a political stick uh, when some things have been happening that are very painful. There are people that are say, you can keep your thoughts and prayers. I want action and policies mm-hmm. and, and change. Um, but, but there are people that pray and they, they use prayer. They, they talk about it in so many different ways. But there are times when if you're like me, you pray about something. And if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen, it can be questionable at, at best, it can be faith shaking. It can be rattling to your core because you believe in this God. You believe in one who can who can help, who can do things for you. But a lot of times when it's not answered, what can happen is we can turn around in our feeble mindset and we can turn around and we can say this, you know, I don't uh, I, I don't believe I'm hurting, I'm struggling, because why would you, talking to God, why would you not answer my prayers? And this happens. This happens daily for people that just have this real struggle. Yeah, and I have one of those answers, you know, the daddy answers sure. and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. God, you know, when some well, God didn't answer my prayer. Let me tell you this. Number one, God always answers the prayer. Sometimes the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. And they're no. You know. So, hey, all of you have been parents. Do you really give your kids everything they ask for? Right. Right. You know. Sometimes the answer is no, and they're not going to be happy mm-hmm. about it. And you know they're not going to mm-hmm. be happy about it. And what do you remember as a parent? You know what the consequences of giving in to that request are going to be because you've been around a while. Right. Or. Right. Or you've got something better down the line for them. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Either way, you don't tell you don't tell the little one why you said no. You just say no, and you know why? Well, because Daddy said so. <laughs> you know, oh, I hated that. I hated oh, that sure. growing up. I said sure. I'll never say that to my kid, and then I turned around and <laughs> did it. Like, okay, I understand now. But you know, that was something that that finally hit me with my prayer life was occasionally that answer is going to be no. And is it going to be disappointing? Yeah. You know, like your daughter, you know, I, I saw this coming with your daughter. Well, what, you know, and your son goes, what if he, what if we got rained out? She said, well, the answer was no that time. Right. Right. You know, and you know, that doesn't mean he's not going to answer. We have, uh, you know, you have the, the example of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, you know, they tell, King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, yeah, we believe in our God. He's going to answer our prayers. And even if he doesn't. Right. Right. You know, even if he doesn't say, you know, if he says no, guess what? They get to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. That guy, God's mm-hmm. got something better. For right. Them. And even if you don't. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, um, absolutely. So, you know, that that's the thing that I've always I, that's the thing I always come back to when somebody, especially when I'm dealing with somebody who feels like they've been disappointed by God or they've been let down by God mm-hmm. is hold on. You know, we we have such a small, and we are children in God's eyes. We I don't care how old you are, how how many years you've been doing stuff, how experienced you are, compared to God, we're still children. And if He tells you no, or 
just doesn't respond in, you know, in, in a sense, there's a reason and hang on. He's probably got something better or he's avoiding, he's helping you avoid something worse. And that's what I want people to know is that the truth of it is when you have those questions, number one, you're not crazy. You're not you're not crazy for having those questions. Your kids always questioned you. You know yes. when, when you tell them no. Why? Absolutely. You know, why not? <laughs> and where where does trust come yeah. in and all that? You also have it's tough when sometimes, for instance, I can read the Bible, I can, I can look for inspiration, and I can see, for instance, let's just go Joshua ten. Okay, Joshua ten. Joshua asked God to make the sun stand still, and he does it. Right. Really cool. Like cinematic. We would say that special effects right these days. Really cool. He he does that. Ask, ask God to do this. And he does it. And so I read that and I get fired up and then I go pray for my friend's marriage. And they don't make it. Then I go back to let's just go. First Kings 18. Okay, I go to first Kings 18 and I go there and Elijah, he he calls from fire from heaven to burn up the the 800 prophets of Baal, the false God. It comes, it happens. It, and I'm like, yeah, like that's another wow moment. And then I turn around and I've got a friend that's sick and I beg God to keep them alive. And I ask for it in his name and his will. And then it doesn't happen. And, and I may struggle, go back over to Daniel. Okay. Dan, Daniel prays to God and he takes these starving lions. Okay. And puts them on a diet for lack of better terms. Uh, <laughs> a does, 24 hour yeah, diet. <laughs> yeah. Does that to those lions. And so I love that. It's another wow moment. And then I turn around and I'll get asked to go lead a prayer at Little League. And I'll go lead the prayer, do some pastoral duties, right? I'll say the prayer and I'll pray there for, uh, I don't know, sportsmanship and health and good behavior. And then the game ends in ejections yes. and, and a cop having, having <laughs> to come in. And they never asked me to pray there again. Yeah. But it's what my point on, on all these three random things is this. There's wow moments. When it comes to God, my daughter was in a wow moment the other day. I prayed five times. We're playing soccer, you know, and then. There's also, if we're being honest, there's the, there's the how moments or the why moments or the when or where, like all those questions that we have for God. And the promise that we have just throughout life, throughout scripture is this, the promise is not that he will answer all of our prayers. The promise, if you read scripture and you read it fully, is that he will hear us. That he will hear us. And, and to your point earlier, from the dad angle, we hear our children. I hear you. Yes, I hear you. Hey, thank you for coming to me with that. I, I hear you with that. It builds our relationship. All right. And I totally mean this with God too. It, it builds our relationship when you come to me and you trust me and you ask me. I may not do it. But, but I hear you. If a player comes to you and they're invested in the team, they're invested in their player coach relationship. Hey, coach, I've got an idea. And they talk to you about the idea. Well, as a good coach, a man, a mentor, a builder of men, you know what you're going to do? You're going to hear them. Truth be told, it could be the most asinine thing that they've ever come up with, but you're, you're going to hear them. You're going to love them, and, and the relationship's going to grow because they came to you. And I think sometimes we've botched 
prayer. And what I mean by we botch prayer is that it's so powerful, but it's also confusing. And so it's so powerful because what it can do, and it's confusing because my mind a lot of times, let's just be real, a lot of times for me, when I'm, when I'm not on my A game, when I'm not thinking the way that I should, when I'm in a pity party, God becomes like Santa Claus. Okay, I've been good. I'm a, I'm a good person, which I better be careful with. Uh, but I'm, but I'm a good person. I've done this. I haven't done this, 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 and this. So, so God, gimme. You know, and, and that's what we tend to do or to, to go just mechanical and transactional. Sometimes our prayer life, if you're like me, it comes almost in the form of like a, uh, a jukebox or a, um, slot machine. I'm going to put something in. So that you'll give me something back. I'm going to pull the lever. I'm going to put in the money so that God that you can play this tune of blessing in my life. And that's not it. Prayer is not button pushing. Prayer in its essence, in the real form of prayer, prayer, what it really is, it's relationship building with me and God. Yeah. It's also not a negotiation. Right. One of the things, you know, you were talking about the scenarios and, you know, how many times have we said, God, if you'll just grant me this one, I will do this, this, and this. Well, that's not how God, you know, decides whether he's going to answer a prayer or not. Uh, and sometimes the promises we make are way out of whack. You know, there's no way you're going to be able, you know, you know, prom- God, if you'll, if you'll give me this one, I'll never take a drink again in my life. You know, that, that's, that's a, you know, especially if you're somebody who struggles with alcohol or something like that, that's a pretty hefty promise. And, you know, God, that's not how God decides mm-hmm. whether or not he's going to answer a prayer. You know, that's not a, uh, that's not one of his deciding factors. You know, I've always seen him again. We call him our heavenly father. His deciding factor is what's going to be best for his children. Mm. Not only me. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I ask. You know, I, I've been in that scenario. You said you asked for a friend or somebody. I asked for you know a relative to to be to survive, and they didn't. Talking with the doctor later, he said, "Yeah, it was probably a good thing he passed when he did because the progression of this disease is rough, it's bad, and there's nothing we can do to help him." Oh, right, right. You know, yeah, I didn't know what I was asking for. Sure. God did. Yes, yes. And the answer was, not this time. I got something better for him, ultimately for me. And that's the reminder, is yep. that I am not the main character in this. Sometimes I get guilty and caught up in thinking that I am. And the purpose of prayer, we're going to go into break here, and I want to tell you this. The purpose of prayer is not for God to do what I want him to do. It's not for God to handle my stuff. It's not for God to do my will. But the purpose of prayer for real folks is for me to align my life better with the will of the creator and have relationship building there. When we come back after the break, I'm going to talk about some practical things because I believe in the power of prayer and I also believe in a God who's in control. We'll come back after the break. We hope you come back for a little bit more church on Circle Unbroken.
Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offer ends July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Gypsy Kings featuring Tonino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. back on Circle Unbroken. Glad you're here with us. If you are just catching up, I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by my man, Open Mike. Open Mike. I had to think, man. What's funny is I almost said Pastor Mike, but but I have done that with Clayton. I've made Clayton, when he fills in, I call him Pastor Harris or Dr. Harris, and I've had people ask me, hey, who's Pastor Harris? Who's Dr. Harris? I almost went Pastor. I went, uh, Okay. No, no okay. I'm, I, 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 I am a deacon at our church. Yeah, I'm not one of the elders. You're not. So. You're not. You're not rocking that pastor status, man. I get it. I get it. Well, we're I do, talking. I do have. I do have a lot of work to do over there, but I right. don't have that kind of right. Work. Yeah, I understand. Well, we are here talking today uh, about prayer. Uh, we're talking about it, and we what we view to be a practical sense because I think there's people that pray and sometimes don't even realize it. Um, there are people that will call on the name of the Lord and I'm I'm not being funny, but they'll, they'll call on God for something or they'll, it's wild to me how many people acknowledge God in conversation, in, in sometime argument. And they give him, they give him so much power sometimes even when they don't even mean to, right? Um, when people talk about denying God, when people talk about your God. You know, when people will say that people in name are given in power in name are doing this all the time. And so there's people that pray and don't even realize it sometimes when they speak upward, when they when they say things, you know what, you, if if you're real, please do whatever if, if this or that. And so it's wild to me how many people that, that are let's swing it back now that are religious that pray, but sometimes have huge question marks the same as an unbeliever. You know, question marks are there. And I think I think we serve a God who wants us to he would much rather me run. See if I can say this right, coach. He'd much rather me run to him with my questions than run away from him with my doubt. Yeah. I think he'd, I think he'd much rather want that. Yeah, and, and one of the biggest problems in in prayer and in what we all have to go through eventually mm-hmm. is that the Prayer seems to be a rather one-sided conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
you know, Correct. because of the nature of our existence, you know, we're in a physical linear existence mm-hmm. and God is a spirit, uh, a spiritual existence, not bound by time sure. and all this right. stuff. We can't communicate like we would communicate with each other. Right. Right. And so we tend to feel like we're in a one-sided conversation and I'm the one doing all the talking. That's true. Um, and so you, you, you know, again, Every one of us, if we're honest with ourselves, at one point or another, am I really just saying something to the air? Am I just talking out loud and hearing myself, or is some is somebody or something actually hearing me? Mm-hmm. And once you start having some life experience and you see some results of prayer or you see those things, then you start recognizing that you're being hurt. Like you said, I, I, yeah. I love the the, the the way you clarified that. You know, he hasn't promised to answer everything, but he has promised to hear. Absolutely, yeah. And, and uh, you know, once you go through some life experience and you and you remember, okay, this is what I this is what I asked. This is what happened. And then you look back at it. Yeah, I, okay. This this couldn't have happened any other way. Or if it maybe if it could have happened any other way, but it did happen this way. Then I, you know, I recognize, hey, this, I, I was heard. I, right. I was, I was heard. Uh, may, maybe not, you know, in, in the communication model that we're used to dealing with in the give and the take and the receive and the adjust and, and, and stuff like yes. that. That's a human communication model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not always a spiritual communication model. And, yeah. and that, and that takes quite a bit of maturity to come to, to it understand. Does. It does. It takes a lot of maturity, actually. But once you get there, now prayer life becomes more important to you because this is your avenue of communication. This and, and you know, you know, uh, I, I think one of the best things you know we're, we're told in the Bible to, to pray without ceasing. And I remember growing up going, "How in the world? Do you, <laughs> how in the world do you do this?" And one of the the best examples I ever saw that was a movie at the time. It's a play now, you know, or it was a play before it was a movie. It's called Fiddler on the Roof. And you have the main, one of the, the main characters is the father, Tevya. Very spiritual man. He's struggling with the changing of the times from traditional Jewish life in Eastern Europe. This is the, that's also the backdrop during the Cold War stuff. And he he's basically a milkman who delivers with a cat with a horse. And you see him the, the show opens and he's just mumbling, you know, he's going along. God, why in the world did you, do, you know, let this happen to me today? I have got seventeen deliveries to make, and now and now you let my horse throw a shoe. You know why? Why are you doing this to me? I know, I know, we're supposed to be suffering and all that stuff. You just had this guy talking to God as he's walking down the road doing his job. And the whole show does it. Some of, and, and Zero Mostel does such a huge, such a, such a great job doing it. He even has the faith to joke with God. You know, ha, has the, the, the situation, you know, there's one time his, his daughter's wedding gets, gets hit by Russian soldiers and, and they wipe it out. And got he's and basically Tevye's now he's 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 been gut punched by one of his friends and he's he's just and he goes God you know I know God I, I know I shouldn't be complaining God I I know 
I know we're the chosen people, but just once, could you choose somebody else? Mm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and he's complaining. He's hurt. He's heartbroken, but he's also joking. He, he feels comfortable enough in his relationship with God to even crack a joke here and there. Right. Right. Which is relational. Which is, yeah. And, and to me, it was just, oh, man, that is, that's praying all the time. It is. It is. That's, that's what, that's what, when I finally, finally the scriptures made sense to me about that. Well, and I think you can see that. I think you can see God in in literature, in movies, in in characters of all different sorts. When you look at their interactions, when you look at their their lateral relationship with God and how it affects things horizontally in their life, the same thing happens with us. And and the point you made at the beginning of that about what you can see versus what you cannot see, the relationships that you can touch versus what you cannot touch. Um, Biblically, the life of David, when you go to the 20th Psalm and he says something in there, he's talking about battle, and he says, there are many who trust in chariots and horses, but we trust in the living God. When he says that, the reality of life is that, Coach, me and you, we are always around battle in some form or fashion. We have either finished a battle, we're in the middle of a battle, or we're fixing to go into one. Like That's where everybody is in life. And he says there are people, many, and I'm, I'm one of the many so many times, he says, Many put their faith in chariots and horses because when I'm thinking about a battle, it's easier for me to put my faith in something that I can touch, something that I can get into, something that will physically deliver me when I am trying to ask God to deliver me. And I can't see him. I can't. I can't get my fingers on it. I can't. I can't reach out. I can reach out and touch your hand right now. I can't do that with the hand of God. And so there's that relational element to it. And we have so many questions. But to your fiddler on the roof point, also when he says that to God, when he says that to him about being the chosen one, but then it'd be great if you could choose somebody else. That's that's an element of a relationship. There are people that you're intimate with that you can say things to. You can say things to them, you know, reverently, respectfully, lovingly, but you can say those things to them and it does not obliterate the relationship. It doesn't mean that the relationship doesn't exist. I think it means that it's dynamic. Yeah. It's a deeper relationship. Yes. I trust him enough to even complain, jokingly complain mm-hmm. and stuff. To extend your, your example about David, uh, you know, there's an instance when, you know, he's he's committed adultery with Bathsheba and there's a child on the way. Well, he's told this child is not going to survive. Mm-hmm. And he knows, he knows what the outcome is. You know, he's praying and he prays and he prays hard. He fasts, you know, in fact, to the point where his advisors are worried mm, right. that if this child dies, we may lose David. Yes. And then, you know, the child does die. And David then all of a sudden just kind of, okay, gets up, cleans himself up and, and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they were kind of wondering, and he just said, well, while the child was still alive, I still had the hope he would say yes, but right. he didn't. You know, and, and to go back to my earlier example, okay, God had something more for David. You know, that, okay, this child was going to be brought into a bad situation. He was going to be questioned his entire life about his legitimacy and, and, and stuff like that. Okay, basically God takes him up to heaven, takes the child to heaven. He doesn't have to worry about anything. And in the 
in the relationship now with Bathsheba that has been corrected in a sense is born Solomon. Right. One of the greatest kings in the history of Israel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All coming out of that refusal when God says no to this prayer to David. Right. right. It's, and, and, it's, and David recognizes it. He recognizes because when the child finally dies, mm-hmm. David he does. He, 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 okay, it's time for me to clean up myself and become the king again. It's a big, huge thing to say, God, I trust you. God, whatever. Like, like God, how, however, mm-hmm. like, like it, it's huge to say that. To him. God even told Jesus, no, right. He did in the garden. He did. God, is there any other way we can do this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it, can we do this in any other way besides me going to the cross and dying? And he tells him and, no. And then on the cross, Jesus does the three things that Jesus does on the cross when, when it comes to submitting and trusting. He he questions, he prays, and he surrenders, right? Yep. Like, like, like he, he asks him, why have you forsaken me? me? Uh, and then in the prayer, it re- receive my spirit. You know, like, like just the, yep. the whole thing that happens, you, you look at this and, and you see the model you see it in the Old Testament with David. Yeah. Uh, you see it with Jesus. You see it with Paul with the thorn in the flesh uh, because yeah. it's it's there. He questions it. He even, it says, he prays to God three, three different seasons about it. And what happens? God says no. And when God But he also gives that, him, he, he gives him, an, he gives Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, when he tells Jesus no in the garden, mm-hmm. you know, is there any other way we can do this? And Jesus asked him three times, mm-hmm. is there any other way? The answer from God is no. But like a loving father, he sends a helper yes. to comfort him. Right. You know, just like you tell you know, you tell your child, no, sorry, you can't do this this time. But then you give him a hug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, things are going to happen better down the road. I promise you. Right. Right. Okay. Um, you know, so that uh, you know, uh, to me, it was one of those revelations. You know, even Jesus was told no. Mm-hmm. God, right. even you know, he yes. He answered a lot of Jesus' prayers, <laughs> but even Jesus was, was told no. And this is God's own son. And that's you know, his own physical need to son. Sit is. on because you've got to look at it and say this I want a relationship to grow with him. And if I have, because of factors in this, if I am super faithful on one day and then the next day I have unbelief. That there's a man in the New Testament, Mark 9, who his son is possessed, and he talks to Jesus, and he asks him, they say, if you can do something here, and Jesus responds, if I can, and he says, okay, 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 okay yeah. God, help, you will. My, yeah, because <laughs> help my unbelief. Yeah. And so what, and if we translate that to 2023, that's a man saying my kind of sort of faith. And so if you're in a spot right now where you're hearing coach and myself talk about this and you say, well, some days I'm over here and some days I'm over there. Some days I'm like your eighth grade daughter. Some days I'm like the skeptic. Hey, guess what? Your raw materials, your raw materials that God is doing something with quit having to think that you're a polished, finished product that God's just yeah. going to say yes to all the time. And remember, though, you know, and how Jesus couched his prayer. Mm. You know, God, is there any other way we can do this? But if there's not, your will, God. Correct. I will, I will follow your will. Correct. But it was at least I had, you know, in a sense, I kind of had to ask, <laughs> you know, yeah. is there any other way? Well, okay, there's not. Okay, 
Father, whatever your will is. And those, again, as we go into this next break, those, again, folks, let me say this. I don't care if you're driving, streaming, listening, AirPods, whatever. Like, those are elements to a dynamic relationship. Those those are elements to it that, hey, here's here's what I want, need, think is good, but you're the one. But you're the source, so whatever happens, I'm going to serve, I'm going to love, I'm going to be faithful through that. Come back after the break, and we're going to give you four practical examples to think about when it comes to your prayer life here on Circle Unbroken. And you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. are back here on Circle Unbroken. Again, I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by my man, Open Mike. Hey, sir. Hello, hello, hello. We, we've we been getting into it today. Yeah, we have. We, we've been, been ripping off, been, we've been shotgunning been them with the Bible. eloquent. We've been doing it, man, because it's, it's real life. The stuff we're talking about is real when it comes to prayer and, and knowing that there's something bigger than us and trying to find our place yeah, and the, all of that. And, and I guess it's it's one of those things that first I had to struggle with it, and then in my in my work with my congregation and my as a teacher actually, uh, I've had to help other people struggle through these situations. Sure. So this is this is something you kind of hit into a, uh, a a big big ticket item for me right. in, in my life and and in the things I've had to work with. And it should be because we're all concerned with with what's going to happen, who who holds the cards, so to speak, and and how what it means for him to have the whole world in his hands. So as we jump in to this final segment, um, if you are a person who feels like your prayers aren't being answered, now now we've talked about that earlier about the fact that that he promises to listen and to hear us, but you're struggling with the actual answering aspect of it if if things are not unfolding in your life the way that you hoped or 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 that you would plan when it comes to prayer and talking to God i want to give you just four things here to take these are actionable things for you to think about and there are things that have helped me 
sometimes when I look at my prayer life, number one, there might be a broken relationship that is getting in the way of my intimacy with God. There may be a broken relationship. There may be somebody that when I read scripture over and over again, it talks to me about leaving my gift at the altar and going and trying to make a relationship right. There's a passage that talks about husbands and wives, and and, and this is in, in Peter talks about this, and it says that when a husband is dealing with his wife, she is the weaker vessel. And I don't care if that's politically incorrect. He's talking about his role and his relationship, and it talks about how important it is for that relationship with, with patience and long suffering. And it says so that your prayers will not be hindered. Like, like there is something very important about my earthly relationships that could impact my prayer life. And we've, we've talked about the daddy stuff a lot on the show so far. At my house, there are, there's really good odds that this scenario is going to unfold. My oldest two are just going to get at it. And they're going to get at it. It's going to be, blah, 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 blah. Hey, you, you're this, you're this. Oh, no, no. You're this, you're this. Like they'll go at it and I will go nuclear. I'll say, Hey, stop, 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 stop. And I'll tell them why they've got to stop fighting. And then almost like not missing a beat, they don't know how to read a room. And they'll say this, Dad, can I have Evie over? Dad, can Nixon come over to my house? You know what my answer is going to be, coach? No, you guys were just being horrible. Like you, you were just being so, so bad, and now you're asking me for something? Forget about it. Now, I hear them, and, and I acknowledge that they're asking me, but hey, man, you guys need to fix how you're treating each other. And and that same thing happens in Matthew chapter 18. It's the story of the unforgiving servant. At the very end of verse 35, he says, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. There's an element to this of take care of your relationships, like fix those things uh, before you start talking to God about these grandiose ideas, plans, desires of, of your heart, maybe, point number one, maybe there's a relationship that you need to fix. I think, I think we need to think about that more often. Uh, the second thing to think about when it comes to my prayers and, and why they may not be going, and I hate to even say it this way, but going the way that I would anticipate or I'm not really, I'm in a slump. You know, when it comes to my prayer life, it seems maybe, secondly, the prayers that you are asking for, maybe they are being asking, they're being asked, excuse me, with the wrong motive. Like, like, like you're, you're asking God for something, or you're talking to God with the wrong motive. There were a lot of girls at our college. I went to a Bible college, okay? And there were a lot of girls that prayed for all these boys in our dorm to to be better and to do better. And I'm not so sure they cared about their souls. They were looking for a husband, right? Like they were like, like get, get them better. Hey, I, I went to a similar Bible college. Yes, and, yes. And, you know, that was most of the girls we teased them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about being there as double majors. Right. You, know, you, were, trying to get, you were trying to get your – your your bachelor's degree as far as school, but you're also trying to get your MRS degree. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flirt to convert. Yeah. They're they're doing this. It's it's a different style. There, we we've said that phrase before. There are people that do this when it comes to finance. 
um, they will say things like this. I want this. I need this. I need this. And, and I'll, I'll glorify God with it. It's kind of like a backwards ask. And so maybe, uh, the first point that we said today is maybe, um, you've got a broken relationship you need to fix. Secondly, maybe your motive is bad. Look no further in the Bible than the Pharisees. Long, flowing robes, elegant prayers on the street corners, people saying, that's a nice prayer. Oh, that, that's worded well. That's, that's good. Um, I, I grew up knowing about this big convention that happened uh, in bigger cities, and it was a religious convention where kids would come, and they would say prayers, they would preach, they would sing, and it was a competition where they, they would do all these things, where they would learn how to perform or lead, that's a better way to say it, or to lead in, in church services. And then also there were other things where they could do arts and crafts, teaching, you know, puppets, all these things. But I would see these people that would be really, really good at it. But then I would see the same, the same boy, he could, he could pound a fifth of Hennessy and she could cut a girl, you know, at the same time. They were really good at the performance side of it, but the motive might have not been, been pure. It was just performance. Maybe your prayer, if we're being honest and if you're like me, and that's what I want to say, what I want you to hear on Circle and Broken is not me pointing all the fingers at you. If you're like me at times in your life, your prayer has not been the right motive. It hadn't been pure. The third thing on this is maybe your prayers that you are offering, and I'm going to get like down to it on this one. Maybe you don't really believe that God can. There are times when I tell somebody that I'm going to pray for them and it, it can, it can tend to lean on the ritual side of things, but I'll say it and ask it, and I might not I might not believe it the way that I should. COVID did this to me. There were there were people on some sides of COVID that it was a male at a certain weight, at a certain age, and when the event would get to a certain point, there would be a certain physical position. I I had friends that that lost people close to them. It was almost a checkoff list of, okay, this male has this, this, and this going on. He's not, he's not going to make it. And I would see people perish, and then someone else would say, hey, so-and-so's in this situation. Would you please pray for them? And there were times where if I'm just being truthful, I would defer and say, let so-and-so do it. Like, like if we were in a public situation, Taff, would you pray for so-and-so? I had just seen three deaths, and I would. this is me in a prayer slump. I would say to somebody else, hey, let them, let them take it. And it was because I knew God could, but I didn't, I didn't have belief. I, I didn't believe necessarily that he would because of things that I had seen. And, and, and there are many times in my life where I might not really believe that he can't. Yeah, I, I made a note while you were going this, you know, and, and my little note to myself here to, to talk about was ask with confidence. Mm. Ask that in a way that you believe you're going to be heard because we're told that if you don't believe, if you don't pray with faith, your your prayers are basically not going to leave the room. Right. You know, you have to have faith that you're going to be heard. And, you know, that's kind of what the, the, the whole theme of the show is. You're going to be Ab- heard. Yes, absolutely. You know, you can have confidence in the fact that you're going to be heard. And if, if, and if you don't really believe that, 
you know, here, here's the, here's the, the side of it. If you don't really believe that, are you going to pray? Are you really going to pray? Sure. Sure. You know, uh, somebody said, you know, what's the unforgivable sin? Well, it's the unforgivable sin to me. And my understanding is that is not believing that Christ can do these things. Mm. But why, why is it unforgivable? Cause I will never ask him. You know, he's promised if you will ask, I will hear. Yes. I yes. will respond. What, what? And if I don't believe yes. that, I won't ask. And therefore right. I can't be, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can't be helped. Yes. Uh, you know, so when you pray, you know, that, that's one of the things you need to pray with the confidence that I'm being heard, I'm being considered and that God's going to act in my best interest, mm-hmm. whether it's resp- whether it's a yes or a no. I have the confidence that God is hearing it and acting on my behalf, you know, just like we do with our, our kids. Uh, you know, just again, we come back to that father image and, and I know for a lot of people in the world out there today, the father image is kind of a, a weak image, but it's, it's, it, I don't know of any other substitute for it right now. Right. Right. No. Uh, but that's, that's one of the things. Pray with confidence that you're being hurt. If not, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, in athletes, we, we tell that, you know, act like you're going to win. Believe that you're going to win or you won't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got to believe it before yeah. it'll happen. Oh, yeah. It's approach. It's everything. And, and, and yep. it's the same thing. You know, it, it's kind of the same thing with your prayer life. Uh, if you go into it, because, you know, you open the prayer, God, if you're out there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're not going to be heard. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, if you're out there, you know, you've already right. expressed your doubt. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lack of yeah. Confidence. Yeah. If and, and starting it, starting it with God, you're in control. God, you reign. God, you're supreme. Okay. Last thing. Last thing. The fourth thing when it comes to your prayers and just evaluation and status, the, the last thing I want you all to really think about with me, and I don't care if you're driving, listening, however, just pause uh, in a safe way, but, but, but listen to this next line. Okay. God, this is number four. God may have, as far as you know, something different for you. I could preach and get you excited all day long saying God has something better for you. But that's not always the case. But God, God may have something different for you. And, and, and I think really trusting that, that, that I'm asking him this, but he may have something different, saying, God, you might have something different. And if he does have something different, there's a whole trust factor that comes into place here. But I've got to know that if I trust him, he has something different. My mind is the one that evaluates better. My mind is one that goes, yeah, maybe it's better. Guess what? To you, it might not be better. It just might be different. And so as you look down the road of your life, what we want everybody to think about today is this. There is a trust when it comes to putting my faith in the Almighty. There is a trust when it comes to saying, hey, guess what? No one has ever prayed to Taft. No one has ever prayed to Coach Mike. Okay, the reason that they haven't prayed to us is because we are human. We are fallible. We mess up. We have tempers. We have shortcomings. All of these things that are not attributes of God. And so if I'm going to be one that turns to him, if I'm going to be one that says, I want to pray to you, I want to lift this up to you, I've got to think about all these things. Let me finish with this. You don't have to be perfect, but I believe that God is happier to us, happier with us, and we are closer to God in our lives when we are asking questions 
as opposed to those moments in our lives where we pretend to have all the answers. I believe that from the bottom of my heart. I want you to know that God loves you, and I'm thankful that we have a praying, seeking audience. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother.